0: My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 67 of The Kate Show. Today I'm talking about how you can best choose a marketing company for your business. And this is such a loaded topic, guys, because a marketing company can do one thing for you or many things. So today I'm talking specifically about how to find a website designer, a marketing consultant, and a social media manager. But first of all, before we talk about that, let's talk about you. Let's figure out if you are in a position where you need to hire a marketing company, you need to start outsourcing any part of your marketing. So does this describe you? You finally hit a wall. There's no more time in your day and you've already skipped lunch, but you still have a dozen more things to do for your business. Things you keep putting off, things you just don't want to do, things you don't have time to tackle, and let me guess, those business things are all marketing related, aren't they? Now, let me tell you what I hear from home industry pros all the time. They say, I know I should be blogging, pinning, posting, etc., but I literally don't have time. I'm worried. Even though I'm busy right now, what happens when this hectic season passes? Do I really have time to wait until my schedule is bone dry before I can work on marketing my business? That seems like too little too late. Now guys, here's the thing about my average client. She is smart as a whip, even if she doesn't realize it. She wants to plan for the future of her business. She wants to be strategic with her small to medium sized marketing budget, and she does not want to wear all the hats anymore. Is this you? Are you guys so burned out and bewildered? By the 1,000 plus pieces of marketing advice flying in your face that you don't even know what to do next? Are you overwhelmed by marketing or even just by your own client load to the point where the thought of cranking out a blog post or writing a newsletter or creating a month's worth of social media is just ludicrous? If you answered yes to any of the above, it really is time that you start outsourcing your marketing. So in today's episode, I'm digging into exactly how to find the right people to put in the right places, including what signs to look for and what questions to ask because I have heard marketing horror stories from people who thought they had chosen the right marketing company and it turned out they didn't understand what that marketing company actually offered. There was no follow-up, there was no feedback, there was no return on investment and I want you guys to avoid those situations at all cost. So let's dig in. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action not just ideas and I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry you're in the right place. Welcome to the Kate Show. Somebody to expertly take your social media from 100 fans to 100,000, or someone who will land you the best shelter magazine features, or someone who will get your account tagged by some of the best home industry celebrities while new clients come pouring into your business. Let me tell you something. You don't need a social media manager. You need a miracle. Social media managers will work with the content that you give them and they'll present it to your ideal client on a regular schedule, which is great. It saves you a ton of time. But it still means that it's your job to provide the content and the ongoing direction as to who your ideal client is and what you do and don't want to see being posted on your behalf. Now, I want you guys to remember, it is impossible for a social media team to understand your ideal client right away. It's absolutely not humanly possible, but this can be done through initial forms that you'd fill out, phone calls you'd have with your social media manager, And most realistically, it just happens as the two of you start working together. So working with a social media manager doesn't mean instant success. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy right away. But it does mean that if you have two business owners, you and that social media manager, who are willing to work together, then it can become a very good organic symbiotic relationship. But first, you have to tackle the big task of selecting a social media manager because there are so many of them out there. So I'm going to give you a list of questions that you should be asking any potential social media manager before you get involved with them. They are, am I bound by a contract? What results should I expect? How involved do I need to be? What industries do you focus on? The answers they give to each of these questions will help you make an intelligent decision on whether or not they are a good fit for you. So let's start with the first one. Am I bound by a contract? Now, not all contracts are bad. You'll need to give your new social manager like three months, so a good quarter, to see if the relationship is working between your businesses. And as with all relationships, you have to make sure you're communicating with them about what you do and don't like. But you also have to remember, it's not about only posting things that you like, it's also about posting things that your ideal client will be attracted to. And maybe sometimes that means you won't like the post, but it's still a necessary type of post. Lastly, make sure that you avoid contracts that extend beyond that three to six months period. Because like I said, you need to be communicating. Not all contracts are bad. You need to give them at least three months. So if they throw a three month contract at you, don't be alarmed. In fact, if they throw a six month contract at you, again, Don't be alarmed, but make sure you read it through completely and ask any questions that come to mind before you sign. The next question you should ask is, what results should I expect? Now this is a trick question, because if they make lofty promises in response, like we're going to grow your account by this much, or our, our customers always get featured by so-and-so, you need to run away. Because the point of social media is to send traffic to your website, not to amass followers. And a social media manager can't and shouldn't promise anything beyond that. Because if they do, either they're using improper sales tactics to win you over, or worse, they really don't understand the purpose of social media themselves, and that doesn't bode well for you. The next question you should ask is, how involved do I need to be? Now, your social media manager might want you to provide the images or videos, which really isn't a deal breaker, and it allows you to have more control over your business. However, if you're hoping they'll generate all the content for you and curate all the images, you need to let them know beforehand because maybe they don't offer that, or maybe that's a different package with them. It's all about, the next question you need to ask is, what industries do you focus on? So if your potential social manager works with everyone from bankers to dog sitters, they likely won't be aware of the many nuances in interior design, home staging, or workroom marketing. And if that doesn't bother you, great. But if you want someone who can actually take the reins on your social strategy, make sure you are not the only home professional they've worked with. So you can flat out ask them, have you worked with other people in my industry? And make a good judgment call if they say no. Now, if they say yes, ask if you can see some of the accounts they've worked on. They may not be able to show you, and that doesn't mean they're trying to hide something. It can mean that their clients prefer to remain anonymous because they actually don't want the world to know that they are not the ones behind their own social media, and that's understandable. But if possible, try to get a few samples of the work they've done for people in your similar industry. Now there is one more question that you need to ask but you actually need to ask yourself this one and not the social manager. Do you like how that social media company looks? A company with great graphics, great images, and a clear target client indicates a level of professionalism, and it also indicates they'll bring that same level of professionalism to your social media. But if their online presence, such as their website, their Facebook, their Instagram looks cheap or cheesy, you may want to look elsewhere. Choosing a social media manager might feel stressful, but it shouldn't. You don't need a huge management package that requires too much input from you and too much money out of your pocket. You just need someone who understands your business, your goals, and your target client, and is able to post three times per week in a way that aligns with your goals. Social media is never a standalone product. It is part of a greater sales funnel. And it's important, but it's not the most important thing. It's just a piece in the puzzle. So I don't want you guys to stress out about this. I also don't want you to feel like you have to keep being responsible for managing your own social media because it can get extremely overwhelming, especially when you would rather be doing the creative work and serving your clients. So I want you to make sure you keep these questions in mind when you're looking for your next social media manager. Because I run a company that offers social media management services, I've been on the flip side of this and I understand the many concerns that people have when they start to work with a social media manager. There can be a level of apprehension because you're handing over the reins, part of your business, to somebody else. But what you need to remember is that any social media post can be deleted, any caption can be edited. It does not mean that one weird post that happens as you and your manager are getting to know each other is going to hurt your business because it won't. It truly won't. But in fact, if your social media manager can get you away from posting the salesy things and away from screenshotting all your testimonials and just posting that in place of a good quality post, That's what you need. You need someone who's going to think outside the box and not have to sit there and think, hmm, what should I post today? But instead, because they know who your target client is and they know what your goals are, there's no question what should be posted that day. They know what they're supposed to say, they understand what you want from them, and you understand that it's all a learning process for both of you. And most of all, you need to understand that if you go into a social media manager relationship expecting your Instagram or your Facebook account to suddenly get hundreds of new followers, you're always going to be disappointed because social media isn't magic, and social media managers are not magicians but they are really good or can be really good at helping facilitate a real and lucrative relationship between you your potential clients and your current clients so keep that in mind because if you go into things with the wrong expectations you'll never be satisfied but if you go into it understanding that it is a collaborative relationship you will realize that hiring a social media manager can be one of the best, most freeing things you've ever done to market your business. Now, we're gonna take a quick break and then hop right into how to find the right website designer, including the questions that you should ask, little sneak peek behind the scenes things that happen when your website is being designed. And I know this because we design a lot of websites hey guys, over just here just at Socialite. In here quick, because so- I've got a question for you. Do you have a business partner? Do you have someone who is helping your business move the needle forward every single day? Well, if you're still looking for that special someone, look no further than Nancy Ganzikhofer. She's a business coach for interior designers and other creative entrepreneurs. Nancy understands the unique challenges you face when pursuing your dreams, and she'll help you develop your business identity, set goals, and manage your time. Now, if you're not part of her Facebook group, Actionable Entrepreneurs, you'll wanna get in there right away. Nancy's there every single day, giving tips, support, and lessons to keep you taking action and moving forward in your business. Now, if you're ready to take a giant leap forward, get on her calendar for a strategy call. It's 50 minutes of straight business coaching, and you'll leave that session with clarity, goals, and a direction towards growth in your business head over to businesscoachnancy.com forward slash consult. Thousands upon thousands of website designers to choose from. How on earth do you pick the one that's right for you? Or let's just say you know you had to pick the wrong one and it didn't go well and you're afraid that you're going to repeat that mistake. Or maybe a website designer simply did you wrong and you really want to understand how to spot those red flags so that you don't get into some other problematic relationship or contract agreement. Guys, I've designed over 70 websites since starting my business in 2014. And I have realized one powerful truth I'm going to share with you. Website design is freaking emotional. Not, not so much for me, but for my clients. And that is not a bad thing but I do have to say that if you have a difficult time narrowing down what you like in a website, if you lean on the opinions of other people to tell you whether your website looks good or not, or if you just struggle with expressing your desires for your new site, you might be setting yourself up for a less than stellar experience. Now every website designer is different and there is no right or wrong design process, but especially if you're struggling or you're unsure of what you want, you need to make sure you fully understand their process and most of all get clear on whether you trust that process if you worry about whether your website designer will communicate with you enough you need to initiate that communication and voice your concerns before signing anything so it's okay that website design is emotional it's okay if you aren't 100 percent clear on what you want but the biggest thing that I've seen make websites take a wrong turn is when halfway through or three quarters of the way through the design process, somebody changes their mind completely. That just shows a lack of confidence. It shows a lack of trust. And maybe there are very good reasons for having that lack of confidence or that lack of trust. But That's why it's so important to ask the right questions before getting in a contract with a website designer so that it's less stressful for them and most of all, less stressful for you. So here are the questions that you should be asking. How many rounds of revision do I get and what constitutes a round of revision? How long does your website design process take? What if I don't like the end result? Will you also write the text or the copy for the site? Do you add SEO to the text and to my images? Will you compress my images and or stock photos so they load faster? Will I own my website or will you? Do you charge ongoing fees for maintenance or updates? These are such crucial questions and unfortunately, a lot of business owners, both within and outside of the home industry, don't even know to ask these questions. And that's no fault of you guys. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. But if you ask these questions ahead of time, you'll easily be able to weed out the website designers that you don't want. And you'll walk into any website design relationship with a lot more confidence because you will know what your rights are as that business owner who's hiring the website designer. So let's break down these questions one by one. How many rounds of revision do I get and what constitutes a round of revision? Guys, no experienced website designer will give you endless revisions, which I know you can understand because if you present a design concept, let's just say, to a homeowner, you get it approved, you start ordering product, only to have that client change her mind over and over your contract will need to protect you as the creative, and website design is no different. So make sure you fully understand what a round of revision is as defined by that designer, because each designer will be different just like every interior designer is different, and get clear on how many revisions are included in the price of your website project. For example, when we design sites at Socialite, I include two full rounds of revision. And a round of revision is defined as, every time we ask you to go over every page of your site and give us your feedback, whether in an email or on the phone, however you prefer to provide that feedback, that is a round of revision. Now, obviously we are not nitpicky about this and like, while you responded to this email saying that you only wanted to change this and this, No, that doesn't mean that's just one round of revision. It means that once we know, because you tell us, that you have looked at every page of your site and you've given all your feedback for each page of your site, that is one round of revision. And that's fair. It works really well most of the time. And some of this comes back on me, if a client gets confused, why can't I get more revisions? then I have to be like, did I explain to them what our round of revision is? And that's why I bring it up first and foremost here, because you need to understand how your website designer defines a round of revision. That way you aren't confused, and that way you stay on the same page with your designer. The next thing you'll need to ask is, how long does your website process take? Because I have seen everything from one week To eight weeks and even more and it can really depend on how long it takes for you to send them your photos and your information and your feedback but website design can take anywhere from like I said a few weeks to a few months so make sure that your designer of choice is more on the efficient end and then also be prepared to work with them efficiently as well meaning make sure you're available make sure you're responsive in a moderate reasonable sort of way. It doesn't mean that every time you get an email or a phone call from your designer that you should just drop everything, but it does mean if you can try to respond within that same business day, it would be ideal for keeping your website project on track. The other question you should ask is what if I don't like the end result? Okay. Keep in mind that websites are subjective. If your website designer was listening to your feedback, making edits along the way offering input and really you shouldn't end up with a site you don't like unless let's just say you were asking for something that goes against best practices or you wanted to do something and they told you that's not going to look good on mobile or that's not going to have good seo or let's just say for some reason email wasn't working and your website designer missed a lot of your requests or maybe your website designer was ignoring some of your requests. We don't know, whatever the issue is, make sure you ask, what if I don't like it? Now, if you like the site for the most part, and then at the end you're like, wait a minute, I don't like it at all, ask your designer what their hourly rate is for extra revisions, because their contract should include a little caveat as to, you know, we're not gonna refuse to make changes for you beyond these certain set number of revisions, but this is how much it will cost because again, no trustworthy website contract would include endless revisions. I've seen that a lot of new website designers offer endless revisions, but that's because they're still trying to figure out what they're doing and it's okay. Everyone needs to start somewhere, but you need to make sure that your website designer has the experience and the knowledge. And a lot of that is obvious just by how their contract is written out now that said website designers are not perfect either so make sure you understand and approve of their design process and that you like their past work their portfolio before signing any contracts because this is still 100 percent your decision it is your business it is your website and your brand so you're the one paying out the money you're still the one in control but as soon as you put your name on that contract it does create an official relationship between two businesses. And that's why it's important to actually read things before you sign them. The next question you should ask is, will you be writing the copy or the text for my website? Now, I'm honestly surprised by how many website designers won't do this. I always have, my team always has, and it's just a huge selling point to our clients because a new website does require new copy. It needs to be targeted to the target client. It needs to include SEO. It needs to look good and flow correctly with the images and the graphical elements of the site. Along with that, next question you should ask is, do you add SEO to the text and to my images? And if they say no, guys, they're not building you a complete website. But if they say yes, we will add SEO, but then they suggest weird things like adding a separate web page for each geographic area you serve or adding tons of weird keywords, they're not up to date on modern SEO standards and you may want to look elsewhere. And I I get so surprised when I see this happening even today because it's 2019, SEO has changed a lot even in the past 5 years. We don't need to shove a lot of keywords in there and on every page of your website list every city that you serve and every service that you offer. That's just really not necessary and it doesn't read well and it doesn't look professional. And I've seen other marketing companies, other website designers create a separate page for each town or state or city that someone serves thinking, well, that's going to boost SEO. And unfortunately, it just doesn't and also, again, doesn't look very professional. So make sure that you know if they're gonna do SEO on your site and then know and understand how they're going to do that SEO. The next question you should ask is, will you compress my images for faster loading speeds? And this is so important, you need it. If you get professional photography done, which I hope that you do, those images are going to be huge which is great if you're doing a printed marketing material product. But because websites are digital and they need to load quickly so that you don't just lose people who get impatient, you need to make sure they're compressing your images. You don't have to know how to compress an image. You don't have to understand what that means, but they do and they should. So simply ask, will you be compressing my images? And they'll give you a yes or no. The next question you should ask is, Will I own my website, or will you? There's really only one correct answer to this. You, as the business owner, need to be the sole owner of your website, and you need to have easy access to the back end of your site and your domain host, if those are two separate things. And if you've paid for your site in full, no one has the right to hold it hostage from you in any way. And I have seen this happen a lot, guys, where, Unfortunately, there are some people in my industry who will do this. They will build a site for someone and then they'll be like, okay, we'll go control it for you. We'll make all your updates. But what the business owner often doesn't understand is there will be an ongoing fee for them to simply have their name on your website as the host. And that might be good for some people. And it doesn't mean that company is necessarily doing anything wrong. But I work with a lot of clients who are so upset by it that they're like, you're not going to do that, are you? And I'm like, no, of course not. We don't do that. But you need to be asking, is this website actually going to be mine? Will I have all the right admin access to it? Or do I have to go through you every time? And that goes along with the next question. Do you charge ongoing fees for maintenance or updates? Now, it's one thing to have to pay someone anytime you want work done on your site. I mean, that just makes sense. Just like a homeowner would pay you every time you come give them a consult or provide any other services to them in their home. But you have to also make sure that you're not getting locked into some sort of monthly ongoing charge that occurs whether or not you need them that month. You should only be paying your designer if work is being done. So I highly suggest avoiding the ongoing monthly fees. Unless you know for sure that your website will actually need to be updated that often because maybe it will save you money in the long run. But most often, you'll end up losing money because your site really does not need to be updated every month. Now, that does not include blog posts. I do think that blog posts should be done monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, weekly, whatever you can do. But that's not website maintenance. That's something that you should be able to do, or your blog writer should be able to do, without the help of your website designer every single month, which will in the end save you quite a bit of money. Now let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about how to choose a marketing consultant. So a marketing consultant is someone who can guide you through the best way to design your website and run your social media as each of those things relate to the greater whole of your marketing funnel. And in fact they'll likely offer those services and more and many people in the home industry including the people that i work with prefer to go under contract with an all-in-one marketing company and for legitimate reasons i mean it's just easier to have it all under one umbrella so if you're looking for a marketing company who can do it all including the consultation and the overall guidance of your entire strategy Here are some questions you'll need to ask, and some of them are similar to what I've already mentioned. Do you specialize in my industry? This is so, so important. Do you require contracts or minimum monthly commitments? These aren't bad things, but you need to know. Will you approach my marketing cohesively, with all channels pointed toward a common goal? This is huge, guys. You do not want scatterbrained marketing. That will be a waste of time and money, and it will make you really frustrated. How often will you provide reports or updates on how things are progressing? Now, each company will do this differently. I do it every quarter, and I take on a limited number of clients because each one needs to be hand-managed, and there are many details and nuances that go into each type of business within the home industry. So make sure you understand how often you'll be updated on the progress of everything, and make sure you also have clear and reasonable goals set up, along with real steps to reach them. And that's where the marketing consultation piece comes in. The next question you'll need to ask is, how will we communicate to ensure that we're both on the same page? This can look like a number of things. Maybe you have a weekly Skype call, a monthly call, maybe you just get in touch via email whenever you need something. Whatever works for both of you is totally fine. You don't have to be in contact every week. And in fact, if you have a good plan going, you really shouldn't be. The next thing you need to ask is, are you open to receiving and implementing my feedback as long as it aligns with the best marketing practices? Now, of course, the answer everyone wants to give to this is yes. And you have to remember that Nobody should be getting offended on either end when it comes to marketing because the goal of your marketing consultant and the goal of your company is the same. You want to attract more of the right clients to your business. The next question you'll need to ask is, what does your service package not include? The most detrimental thing either party could make is assuming that the other party knows what they want or knows what they expect. So make sure you really talk about all of these things. And what I do to address this issue when I bring on new clients is I say, what are you hoping to get out of our relationship? And that's where people tend to get really honest with me. And they say, well, honestly, I mean, I want this. Or I want a ton of followers. Or I just want to look really good online. And that gives me the opportunity to step in and say, if you're looking for a ton of followers, here's why we don't focus on followers. But here's what we do focus on. And here is why it positively impacts your bottom line. And if people don't agree with that, then we're not the marketing company for them. It's totally fine. It's not personal, but you need to make sure that you understand what is and is not included. The next question you should ask is will you, this marketing company you're considering make recommendations or suggestions for marketing improvement as we build our business relationship? Because the marketing consultant, the marketing company should be able to steer the ship so that you don't have to. You will need to give your input and you will need to give direction. You'll be more of the navigator, but it doesn't mean that you're out there steering that ship the whole time. You need someone who understands your vision, who understands what is actually doable and is able to work backwards from the goals that you two set together. Now, this can mean having a regular marketing consultation scheduled, monthly or quarterly. It really just depends on how much your business is changing. Here at Socialite, our marketing consultations are monthly or more for up-and-coming businesses because they go through a lot of changes as they're growing. And we do about quarterly for the well-established businesses because they've reached a certain level of success, they don't have to adapt and change as quickly, and in fact, that would be detrimental to them anyway. So, uh, that said, I'm always available in between those quarterly calls to address anything that might arise, and I know that that's how a lot of other marketing consultants handle this as well. So just make sure that you're comfortable with how they proceed with the relationship between your businesses, how they accept your feedback, and, what your involvement needs to be because no marketing consultant is going to tell you, I don't need anything from you ever again because you're the most important part of your business. You are the biggest asset to your brand because you understand yourself and you understand your ideal client. And that is what you need to translate over to any marketing company you hire in any capacity. All of that said, I have a suggestion for you. If you are running a business in the home industry and you're just dipping your toes into the concept of hiring someone else to do any part of your marketing, there are resources out there for you. And don't believe the myth that good marketing needs to be expensive or that you're not ready for it or that you can't afford it because it's just not true. In fact, if you'd like to get marketing consultation that is Specialized to your industry or if you want social media posts that are tailored to your field if you need guidance with your website if you need someone to figure out if your SEO is good if you need help with email marketing all of those things come as benefits to our socialite vault members and it can be yours it really can You can head over to socialitevault.com to learn more, get a free trial. You can book a call with me. I would love to talk to you guys and let us know how we can serve you. Because I can tell you one thing, it should never create more work working with a marketing consultant than it did before you hired them. So whatever you do, make sure you're asking the right questions and follow your instinct. You were given that instinct for a reason you are a smart business owner and I believe in you. All right, until next time, guys, keep your marketing simple. Thanks for listening. Visit us at the com, where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.